This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Jolan and Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in the Midwest and Supertalk Media in the South, we're delighted to welcome a great American, a patriotic and principal leader, Secretary Mike Pompeo. Mike Pompeo is the first American to have served in the cabinet posts of Secretary of State and Director of the Central Intelligence Agency. Prior to holding cabinet positions in the Trump administration, he was elected by a fellow Americans in the great state of Kansas to represent the 4th Congressional District in the U.S. House of Representatives. It is our great honor at America's Roundtable to welcome former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Welcome, Mr. Secretary. Welcome, Secretary Pompeo. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, Natasha. It's great to be with you all today. Last month, over 4,000 rockets were fired by Hamas and the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, targeting civilians in Israel, residing in cities including the capital of Jerusalem. And according to a Wall Street Journal report, Iran was also likely behind a series of cyber attacks against dozens of Israeli firms at the end of 2020. And last weekend, Iran installed a hardline cleric, Mr. Raisi, as president, a close confidant of Iran's supreme leader, Ayatollah. Ali Khamenei. Now, President Biden stated that he wants a Iran nuclear deal in the next six weeks. And this week, we also heard that Raisi insisted that the Islamic Republic wouldn't stop supporting Shiite militia groups fighting across the Middle East. Secretary Pompeo, how concerned should we be of President Biden rushing to cement an Iran nuclear deal? And from your vantage point, will it further embolden Iran to use this level combined with significant financial flow uh, to fuel greater terror in the region, target Israel and other sovereign states in the Middle East and beyond? Well, rushing back into this deal is a bad idea for the United States. And it's a really, really dangerous idea for our friends in Israel and, frankly, for our Gulf state Arab friends as well. It appears that they're going to violate a first promise that they made when they spoke about a new deal being longer and stronger. It appears that this is going to be shorter and weaker. They're going to lift sanctions on some enormous human rights violators like the new president, Ibrahim Raisi himself, who has the blood of thousands of his own citizens, uh, blood on his hands. He's an enormous violator of human rights, and he is a sanctioned individual. I think the United States uh, will be asked to give that concession. I hope that we, at the very least, won't do that. But the, the reality is, is that if they go back into the same deal, it leaves the Iranians nine years, nine years out from having free reign to build out their nuclear program. That's dangerous. Other countries in the region will conclude that this is going to be a nuclear Middle East, and so we will have an, a nuclear arms race inside of the Middle East. This is 
this is not good for those countries, it's not good for the region, and it's really, really dangerous for the United States as well. Uh, Secretary Popeo, a Biden administration is diminishing America's leadership in foreign policy, and there is no other country with the same moral authority, valuing life, liberty, and the rule of law, and with the same standing as the United States of America, that can prevent Iran, the state sponsor of terrorism, from enriching uranium and eventually building a nuclear bomb. No, that's true. It, there, it's going to require American leadership. We have a great partner and friend in Israel. But in the end, the United States under President Trump was able to do three things that reduced the risk that Iran could cause real damage to the world. The first thing we did is we made unequivocally clear that we were going to support the state of Israel, whether that was my announcement on settlements, the president's decision to move the uh, U.S. embassy to Jerusalem, acknowledging that the Golan Heights is the rightful sovereign land of it. And that Israel is not an occupying nation. Those were step one. Step two, we made clear we were going to pose real cost, the maximum pressure campaign on the Iranian regime, and support the Iranian people who want nothing more than to throw off the yoke of this revolutionary, theocratic, kleptocratic regime. Uh, we did that uh, with our economic pressure. We did it with our diplomatic efforts. Uh, we did it by making clear that if they harmed an American, we would push back against them. And when they threatened to harm an American, we took a strike on Qasem Soleimani. All of those things created the space. Our pillars one and two, our unequivocal support for Israel, the pressure we put on Iran created the conditions for the Abraham Accords, where Gulf states recognized that it was the right thing to do, the morally proper thing to do, to recognize Israel's right to exist. And so we had four countries make that trek, and many more uh, begin their path towards recognition of Israel. Cutting a deal with the Iranians, cutting a deal with Raisi is exactly the kind of thing that demonstrates that America is weak, that we're not prepared to defend those three things in the way that the Trump administration was. And the risk is, the risk is we'll have more terror, more missiles, uh, more assassination plots, and Americans will be harmed. Uh, Secretary Pompeo, you mentioned Abraham Accords, and one of the foreign policy victories of the Trump administration, in which you played a crucial role, was signing of Abraham Accords originally between Israel, United Arab Emirates, and Bahrain, and then with Morocco and Sudan joining in. These countries signed Abraham Accords and committed to, I quote, to pursue a vision of peace, security, and prosperity in the Middle East and around the world. This extraordinary accomplishment of the U.S. leadership in foreign policy by bringing peace to the Middle East and the world with the built-up momentum of new countries wanting to sign the Abraham Accords was abruptly undermined by the Biden administration. Secretary Pompeo, what are your thoughts on the Biden administration's approach to Abraham Accords? To date, they've indicated that while they think it's a good thing, they're not going to put any more energy behind it. I hope they make a different decision from that. This is about American security built upon a set of understandings between Arab states and Israel that recognizes that while we want life to be better for the Palestinians, we want them to have improved living conditions. Their leadership does not want that and isn't prepared to enter into negotiations, but that no, no country should permit that conflict between Israel and the Palestinians to prevent them from making peace with Israel. For a long time, for 40 years, that was the case, and we upended that. We demonstrated it could be done. I remember hearing from people in the Obama administration saying, if you if you don't get the Palestinian problem right and you begin to move with Arab states, there'll be war. Well, there wasn't war. Indeed, the missiles began to fly from Gaza, from Hamas terrorists, 
when the Biden administration came in, and people could clearly see, including the Iranians, that there was going to be a different approach to the region. That's the kind of risk the United States and Israel both face. American leadership can prevent that. And building on the Abraham Accords, working with other countries, other Muslim countries, not only in the Middle East, but in Southeast Asia as well, working with those countries can deliver really good outcomes for the region. A communist China's influence has been growing around the world, with China's communist leadership strategically focusing on essential infrastructure of other countries in Europe, Asia, and Africa, by building roads, bridges, seaports, taking over entire communication infrastructure, and even building a nuclear plant in the United Kingdom until your intervention. And China is thus placing national security of many countries at risk. And China's massive theft of our intellectual property, its mischief in space, encroachment on Taiwan and the South China Sea, and China's culpability in the spread of virus COVID-19 around the world, all provide a preview of the danger that communist China's world dominance that they are trying to establish may present. Secretary Pompeo, with Biden administration's weakening of the U.S. strong stance towards China, what role can U.S. legislators and state governors play in containing China's bad influence? We've identified a number of the risks that the Chinese Communist Party poses to United States and the West. Importantly, right, this is this is a challenge to the enlightenment, to reason, to science, to the dignity of each and every human being that the Chinese Communist Party represents. And so we are all collectively going to have to work together to push back on it. You began your question talking about their use of their economic might to buy up, bribe, coerce other countries into being supplicants to China, to being Uh, vassal states. We in the West can do better. We can make clear to them that we will be the partner. We will defend them. We'll do all the things that need to be done. And if they will confront the threats from the CCP, then their people too can have the lives that they want. Second, here at home in the United States, you mentioned governors. Every governor and every city councilman and every county commissioner needs to be aware that the Chinese Communist Party is inside the gate. They are working here closely to conduct influence operations in our schools, in our universities, inside of our businesses and think tanks all across America to exert their influence in ways that advance their cause and undermine democracy and our republic. And so leaders at every level have to be responsible. There are so many tools available for us to respond. We need to do this in a concerted way. I, I hope that this administration will be up to the task. Their rhetoric to date has been very, very good. I hope they'll follow through on that. Secretary Pompeo, last week you launched a new pack. Could you share with us and our engaged listeners in the Midwest and the South your goals and objectives in launching this new pack called Champion American Values and the story behind your call to fellow Americans to join in being pipe hitters? Yes, sir. So we've had a little fun with Gav back the name. It comes from my time uh, a few years back when I was a young cavalry soldier. Because the cavalry in the United States Army sounds the alarm. It lets them lets the rest of the units know when there is a threat, and make no mistake about it, there is a threat to our republic. And then second, it rides to the sound of the guns. It, ba- it enters battle first. So cap pack is a nod to my time as a young soldier. I, I want to create an organization that I will lead that will do exactly that, that will call out the things that present real threats to America. We talked about some of them here earlier in this conversation. To do that, we are going to champion American values. That's the acronym for CAV in CAVPAC. We're going to champion American values, the things that Americans hold most dear, the things that 
created this incredibly exceptional nation. And if we do that, if we do those things well, we'll find good candidates from county commissioners to people running for sheriff's office, state legislatures, and in Congress, in the House of Representatives, in the Senate, to make sure we take back the majority. If we do that well, uh, we will live in the kind of country that we want to head down to our kids and grandkids. I'm confident that we can, and CAPPAC is a mechanism by which people can join me by going to CAPPAC.com, see the things we're doing, see CAPPAC in action, and hopefully help join the team to be successful in leading that charge to champion our values. We encourage our listeners to certainly check out CAFPAC.com and uh, certainly encourage each one of you to consider joining Secretary Mike Pompeo in this important endeavor indeed. Secretary Pompeo, thank you so much for joining us on America's Roundtable. Uh, We truly are appreciative of your time and your continued principal leadership in advancing freedom and upholding our constitutional principles. Thank you, Secretary Pompeo. Thank you. Thank you all. Bless you both. So long. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.